July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. A reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. Outside, the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
safely back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening.
Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu next to the blue plate special I'm about to order is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says a uh, dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of fare. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. I mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no, vegetable soup, just the way it's on the bill of fare. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can help that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some custom up here. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Well, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing. Eat the potatoes. Double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No. No, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? you have That's any? That's all van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or two without it. No, but look, fella. Mister, you're taking my time away. No, 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 wait just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. don't like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and french fried potatoes, and I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing going. What? Either you take it to the... Ask the chef, maybe... Oh, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's going to run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 no. No, sir. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's do it. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. 
Well, maybe he's got a lot of p uh, pineapple well, juice or I something gotta like that. Well, I got to get rid of this stuff first, eh? Well, what, are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I don't have to eat. Yeah, but... You're here to serve me. Yeah, but... I want you... this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. Uh, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the car carrots and the peas is together and takes two men to pick the, pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it.
Yo estaba bien Por un tiempo Volviendo a sonreír Luego anoche te vi Tu mano me tocó Y el saludo de tu voz Te hablé muy bien Y tú sin saber que he estado llorando por tu amor, llorando por tu amor, luego de tu adiós sentí todo. Sola y llorando, 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 llorando. No es fácil de entender que al verte Yo estoy llorando Yo que pensé Que te olvidé Pero es verdad Es la verdad Que te quiero aún más Mucho más que ayer Dime tú qué puedo hacer No me quieres ya Y siempre estaré Llorando por tu amor Llorando por tu amor Tu amor se Quedó llorando, 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 llorando. Flat Black Plastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. I'd like to present the next group, beginning with the pianist, Wenton Kelly.
bassist is Paul Chambers. The drummer is Jimmy Cobb. On tenor saxophone, John Coltrane. On trumpet, Miles Davis.
concept behind the sandworms of Dune has attracted swarms of questions and speculations. The answer is that they are the mindless monster from the depths. At the same time, they are the guardians of the priceless treasure. They are both the source of treasure and the source of infinite danger. What is that except the embodiment of all the unknowns which confront questing life, questing awareness? Here is what it says in that definitive compendium, the terminology of the Imperium. Shai Hulud, Sandworm of Arrakis, the Old Man of the Desert, Old Father Eternity, and Grandfather of the Desert. Significantly, this name, when referred to in a certain tone, or written with capital letters, designates the Earth Deity of the Fremen Hearth superstitions. Sandworms grow to enormous size, specimens longer than 400 meters have been seen in the deep desert, and they live to great age unless slain by one of their fellows or drowned in water, which is poisonous to them. Most of the sand on Arrakis is credited to sandworm action. They are gigantic chemical engines, alive and driven by their own needs, converting the raw stuff of their planet by heat of friction and chemical conversion into the priceless spice melange and into oxygen. Yet, they derive from the little maker, the so-called sand trout, which is identified as the creature which sealed off their planet's water, making it into a desert. Here then is the sandworm of Dune as you first see it from a position in the ornithopter, piloted by the Duke Leto, accompanied by Gurney Halleck, the young Paul Atreides, and Liet Kynes, the imperial planetologist. Paul stretched up in the seat to peer ahead, saw a rolling yellow cloud low on the desert surface, some 30 kilometers ahead. One of your factory crawlers, Kynes said, it's on the surface, that means it's on spice. The cloud is vented sand being expelled after the spice has been centrifugally removed. There's no other cloud quite like it. Aircraft over it, the Duke said. I see two, three, four spotters, Kynes said. They are watching for worm sign. Worm sign, the Duke asked. A sand wave moving toward the crawler. They'll have seismic probes on the surface too. Worms sometimes travel too deep for the wave to show. Kynes swung his gaze around the sky. Should be a carry-all wing around, but I don't see it. The worm always comes, eh? Halleck asked. Always. Paul leaned forward, touched Kynes' shoulder. How big an area does each worm stake out? Kynes frowned. The child kept asking adult questions. That depends on the size of the worm. What's the variation, the Duke asked. Big ones may control three or four hundred square kilometers, small ones. He broke off as the Duke kicked on the jet brakes. The ship bucked as its tail pods whispered into silence. Stub wings elongated, cupped the air. The craft became a full thopter as the Duke banked it, holding the wings to a gentle beat, pointing with his left hand off to the east beyond the factory crawler. Is that worm sign? Where the Duke pointed, crescent dune tracks spread shadow ripples toward the horizon, and running through them as a level line stretching into the distance came an elongated mound in motion, a cresting of sand. It reminded Paul of the way a big fish disturbed the water when swimming just under the surface. Worm, Kynes said, big one. The spice workers, threatened by the worm, are rescued from the factory crawler which was working on the desert surface. And as the ornithopter takes off, 
Paul, crushed into a corner beside a window, stared down at the silent machine on the sand. The worm sign had broken off about 400 meters from the crawler, and now there appeared to be turbulence in the sand around the factory. The worm is now beneath the crawler, Kynes said. You are about to witness a thing few have seen. Flecks of dust shattered the sand around the crawler now. The big machine began to tip down to the right. A gigantic sand whirlpool began forming there to the right of the crawler. It moved faster and faster. Sand and dust filled the air now for hundreds of meters around. Then they saw it. A wide hole emerged from the sand. Sunlight flashed from glistening white spokes within it. The hole's diameter was at least twice the length of the crawler, Paul estimated. He watched as the machine slid into the opening in a billow of dust and sand. The hole pulled back. Gods, what a monster, muttered a man beside Paul. Then, after treachery has marooned Paul and his mother in the moonlighted darkness of the deep desert, where the giant worms abound, a new sound began to impress itself on them. A muted whisper, a hissing, an abrasive slithering. Worm, Paul said. It grew louder, faster, Paul gasped. The first rock shingle, like a beach slanting from the sand, lay no more than ten meters ahead of them when they heard metal crunch and shatter behind them. Their ornithopter was gone. Paul shifted his pack to his right arm, holding it by the straps. It slapped his side as he ran. He took his mother's arm with his other hand. They scrambled onto the lifting rock, up a pebble-littered surface, through a twisted, wind-carved channel. Breath came dry and gasping in their throats. I can't run any farther, Jessica panted. Paul stopped, pressed her into a gut of rock, turned, and looked down onto the desert. A mound in motion ran parallel to their rock island. Moonlit ripples, sand waves, a cresting burrow almost level with Paul's eyes at a distance of about a kilometer. The flattened dunes of its track curved once, a short loop crossing the patch of desert where they had abandoned their wrecked ornithopter. Where the worm had been, there was no sign of the aircraft. The burrow mound moved outward into the desert, coursed back across its own path, questing. It's bigger than a guild spaceship, Paul whispered. I was told worms grew large in the deep desert, but I didn't realize how big. Nor I, Jessica breathed. Again, the thing turned out away from the rocks, sped now with a curving track toward the horizon. They listened until the sound of its passage was lost in gentle sand stirrings around them. And yet again, as the two fugitives must cross open sand in the night, you get an even closer look at the sandworm. We must walk without rhythm, Paul said, and he called up memory of men walking the sand, both prescient memory and real memory. Watch how I do it, he said. This is how Fremen walk the sand. He stepped out onto the windward face of the dune, following the curve of it, moved with a dragging pace. Jessica studied his progress for ten steps, followed, imitating him. She saw the sense of it. They must sound like the natural shifting of sand, like the wind. But muscles protested this unnatural, broken pattern. Step, drag, drag, step, step, wait, drag, step. Time stretched out around them. The rock face ahead seemed to grow no nearer. The one behind still towered high. Lump, 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 lump. It was a drumming from the cliff behind them. The thumper, Paul hissed. Its pounding continued, and they found difficulty avoiding the rhythm of it in their stride. 
Lump, 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 lump. They moved in a moonlit bowl, punctured by that hollowed thumping. Down and up through spilling dunes. Step, drag, wait, step. Across pea sand that rolled under their feet. Drag, wait, step. And all the while, their ears searched for a special hissing. The sound, when it came, started so low that their own dragging passage masked it. But it grew louder and louder out of the west. Lump, 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 drummed the thumper. The hissing approach spread across the night behind them. They turned their heads as they walked, saw the mound of the coursing worm. Keep moving, Paul whispered, don't look back. A grating sound of fury exploded from the rock shadows they had left. It was a flailing avalanche of noise. Keep moving, Paul repeated. He saw that they had reached an unmarked point where the two rock faces, the one ahead and the one behind, appeared equally remote. And still behind them, that whipping, frenzied tearing of rocks dominated the night. They moved on and on and on. Muscles reached a stage of mechanical aching that seemed to stretch out indefinitely, but Paul saw that the beckoning escarpment ahead of them had climbed higher. Jessica moved in a void of concentration, aware that the pressure of her will alone kept her walking. Dryness ached in her mouth, but the sounds behind drove away all hope of stopping for a sip from her still suit's catch pockets. Lump, lump. Renewed frenzy erupted from the distant cliff, drowning out the thumper. Silence. Faster. Black, black plastic is a show you listen to on mutinyradio.fm.
a cheap watch, about five dollars, six dollars watch. Or two dollars, two fifty. Five dollars or two dollars? I don't know which one to show you. Two dollars. Well, what's the cheapest you got? I want cheapest. You got the money though. How much? Well, I mean, suppose we have one for five. Have you got? Well, could I put the puzzle on it? How much? About a dollar. Does every dad make three dollars, four dollars, five? You do make that much? Shining shoes? Yeah, cause I go singing. Singing? What do you mean? Sing. Well, what does that do? Build up the business, pal? Yeah. Yes. Then a crowd comes. We got this one crowd. Yeah. We got two dollars on one crowd. Two bucks from one crowd. I love you, yes, I like this. Let's show them. Two bucks from one crowd. Yes, you baby, no. Nah, I'm gonna have fun. Yes, I'm gonna have fun. Hey, you know that's pretty good. Thanks. Boy, do you have a special corner with you? Sure. Broadway, you know, 44th Street and 7th Avenue, then 45th, then 47th, you know. All around Times Square. All around. But we don't make so good on rainy days. No good on a rainy day. Uh, we want to call forward to our fathers so we want to go to the show. You want to go to the show? Yeah, because it's rain. We can't make money on rainy days. Uh, so we're going to come, we, we can't make no money, then we have to go to the show. You have to go to the show because you can't make money, that's logical. And then when they come out at night time, then the rain stops, and then we sing. Well, listen, but what do you mean you got to call your father? Do you have to let your father know when you quit? Yeah. yeah. Why? If you want, he's going to give us a beating. No. <laughs> and I want to buy me a what before, you know? I want to go to school, you know, wake yeah. up in the morning and tell time. You can't tell time what time. We always be late. Sometimes I wake up late and I don't know what time. That's why I first said I want to buy a watch. Now, what do you mean your father said? Did your father ask My you? My father said if you if you can make money, buy yourself a watch. What'd you do with all that money? We put it in the bank. Yeah, my father's sick, you know, he's in the hospital. Oh. No. Now, let me see. I got to get understand what you want. Will one watch be enough for the two of you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Tell time on his watch? No. You know. I'll tell him the time. Joe, you know what he does every morning? What? He always cheat me. How? I go 8.30 in school and he go 1.30. Well, what time does he go? 1 o'clock and I go uh, 8.30. And when he wakes up, he says it's 7 o'clock. You know, he lies to me all the time. No. Well, every time I go to school, I always like one hour. I'm real sleepy and he says, what time, what time? And I can say anything. Oh, you say anything because you haven't got a watch. Yes. Well, listen, maybe I can fix you up with a watch. Would you like a watch? Yeah. I love it. You love it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you like this one? I wish I had that one. Is it gone? He's rolling. It's rolling? Yeah. Well, listen, kids. Have you ever been on the radio? No. You either? No. You see this thing here? You know what that is? What's that? That's a microphone, see? And we just made a record of everything that you and I said. Okay. Yeah. 
No, we made a record of it, and you two are both going to be on the radio. I'm scared. You're scared? Yeah. Well, it's all over now. You're on that record now, and you're going to be on the radio. What are you scared about? No kidding. Sure. And for no kidding. Yeah. No, we made a record of it, and you two are both going to be on the radio. I'm scared. You're scared? Yeah. Well, it's all over now. You're on that record now, and you're going to be on the radio. What are you scared about? No kidding. Sure. And for being on the radio, here's your watch, free. No kidding. That's right. Oh, boy, Joey. Oh, boy. Yes. Like it? Yeah. I can go to school early now.
somewhere who was not, called us by a false name. They call us still by a false name and think of us as one. But we were many stretched across this land. Ache, Ute, Cayuse, Mordor, Delaware, Lingus, Eskimo, Miwok, Maidu, Crow, Cheyenne, Comanche, Zuni, Many tribes and many ways of life, many visions. Alike, perhaps, in the way in which we lived in harmony with all that was around us. Conquering the wilderness, the white man said. <laughs> Why did he feel this wilderness, this land from which he drew life, was something to be conquered? We have never understood. This land was our friend, our mother. Only a very troubled man who understood nothing of life, the circle and where he had come from, would think of conquering his mother. So we, who were here before the white man, were alike in our respect for the earth. But in other things, we were as unalike as the cedars of the Tlingit land were to the mesquite of the Navajo. And it is misleading to think of us as one. One. For example, how did we say one? Wanjita, the Dakota. Kappa. The Choctaw. Azco. The Pawnee. Baji. Ojibwa. Pank. The Cree. Junkyada. The Winnebago. Sogwa. The Cherokee. Uguito. And that was my brother, the Mohegan. So you see, we did not talk with each other a great deal. But for our purposes here, we first Americans will miraculously speak in English. And what will we tell in our miraculous English? For us, inland from the sea, our lives ride on the backs of the great caribou, but even more, on the backs of our dogs.
Badalamenti. To close the night, I want to say a verse, and this verse is of unknown origin. It's a short verse, but a profound verse, and it is at once a wish and a description, a description of something that can be real. May everyone be happy. May everyone be free of disease. May auspiciousness be seen everywhere. May suffering belong to no one.
Thank you, folks. This has been the Flat Black Plastic Show, where all the sounds you hear come from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves. You're listening now to MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks again. Keep coming back. with you uh, and we want you to watch it and listen to this podcast at the same time yeah right yeah and these are movies that I've read about or I knew about and I never had the opportunity to see them but now they're on YouTube so we can all see them we don't have to read about them I'm with the concept Carl what's the movie today this movie is so great this movie is Joysticks and it's 1980 83. Uh. It is in your search engine, you'll, in YouTube, you'll put in no space. J O Y S T I C K, 1983. Do you spell joysticks with a space, Carl? Is it an open compound word for you? I would spell joystick sticks with a space, yes, but, but, but this movie did not. They, they didn't have time for a space. <laughs> All right. There was a working title to this film, something really dumb. I'll find it in my notes. All right. So, uh, which channel? Here it uh, is. I'm okay. sorry to interrupt you. No, no, please. Video please. Madness. That was the working title. When they were shooting it, they were like, we're doing Video Madness. All right, Video Madness. Come on. Video Madness, take two. <laughs> but then they sounded like some better. bad SCTV uh, sketch from like two, quarter to two in the morning, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> Well, how, how will people know this is about guys' penises? So, uh, <laughs> this movie is hosted on which channel? Okay, so there's two choices. When you search for um, Joysticks, No Space, 1983, you will come up first with um, something. It's it, The uploader is Gliss Switson, G-L-I-S-S. I can't make this up. S-W-I-T-S-O-N. Glisson and Glitson. But there's a better version, not so much better. So if you want to stick with this one, it's fine. It's it's like four or five down, and it's B H O O P U. That's the uploader. B H O O P U. Let me find that. D H. Bahupu. D H. Wait a minute. Wait, it's um, uh, it's boy house octopus octopus penis umbrella. Like, nobody's ever seen a penis umbrella before. Oh, I, I use a penis umbrella. It's like a drink. You take a little cocktail drink umbrella, and you just stick it right in your, your pee-pee hole. It's, it's not painful at all. You know, I don't no, see this version. I see a version for, that's been viewed two golf? million times, and it's Donna Vinci. I don't you see, see a different version? What is it called? Uh, Donna Vinci? Okay, Two million um, times? I don't have experience with that one. Okay, no, so let's let's do your version. Go ahead and spell the channel out. We're going to type it in. Okay, I think the better one is B-H-O-O-P-U. Boy, Haupt, yeah. Octopus, Octopus, Pussy, Undressing. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go search for that. Uh, B-H-O-O-P-U. All right, hang on. It's I um, clearly Hindu. Hindi. All right. Pahupu. Poo poo! I see one subscriber, one video. Um, it says four thousand and one views. Correct. Well, I'm looking. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me try this one. Okay. Boom, boom, 
That's the welcome video. Am I close? Uh, I, I don't... Yeah, Joystick. Okay. I see Joystick. Joystick right. comedy Joy full stick movie. Joystick comedy full movie. Okay, all right. So there we go. So I... I okay, I don't not plural it. audience. Sorry. I gotcha. Not plural. All right. So this version we're not seeing, it's not plural. It's not the version that's been viewed two million times, but it is a version. Right. It. So go click on that and click pause. Right when you see the star, the, the sunny clouds... Meaning another quality movie is coming your way? Yeah. Yeah. Quality movie with clouds, blue clouds. Okay. So we got Joystick Comedy, full movie, 2017. This is courtesy of the channel Boo uh, Poo, B-H-O-O-P-U. Yeah. Wow. What boy helped octopus, octopus, pussy underground. Uh, pussy underground. Better. That's better. Pussy underwear. That's better. I'm killing it. Uh, all right, so we're going to go play. Do you, do you need to do the computer now, Paul? Tweet that out. Uh, I don't need to do it. All right, so why don't we have Paul do the countdown for us? Oh, Paul's here. Great. Hey, Paul. Carl, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> what's happening, my man? All right, here we go, folks. Get your finger a hovering and want to do a countdown.